Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all 24 fabulous episodes of the Golden Palace, which is, of course, a spinoff of the Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the United States on Hulu. And everyone, I know we've done this to you now. This is the second time, but bear with us because we were planning on talking about the Golden Palace episode Runaways this week, but H. Allen slash Sadie Pines just got back from Golden Con and we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. And I don't know about all of you, but I'm dying to hear all of the details. So you know what? That's what we're going to do this week. We're going to talk all things Golden Con. I have so many questions. I have a game for us to play because oh I missed God. the con. So I feel like I want to get into the spirit with a game. Uh, and then next week, we will be right back into the episodes. I mean, and you know what? Doing this just prolongs it. Yeah, exactly. Which we're, we're very good at at this point. But what's so amazing is, I mean, you're like probably most people listening who weren't able to go to Golden Con for whatever reason. So I mean, this is, I think, probably a good service for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with everyone who wanted to go, was unable to go. And now I just want to hear everything. So you are our window into the con. I am your Diane Sawyer here reporting live for out on the lanai. <laughs> All right. So I like, I don't even know where to begin. Well, like, okay. Let me just, let me just start. So um, it started off by um, us getting out there and getting ready with everything. And the three guys who we've had on the podcast before, because we did a little episode promoting golden con um, the organizers of it are fantastic. They did a wonderful job. It was the first time, well, first time they've, there's ever been a golden con, but it was also the first time they've ever done anything like this. This isn't what they do for a living. So they, wow. really, I know they organized thousands of people to come to Chicago for one weekend and really sort of fan out on a lot of things. But also they organized, they, they gathered probably, I mean, I, it, we, we've been, we were, to, Elliot and I, because Elliot was there as well. Um, we're talking about how it's so strange that we're in the same space with so many people who participated in the Golden Girls. I don't think there's ever been sort of another gathering of people who worked or were on or participated in some way or connected to the Golden Girls than ever than this past weekend. I mean, it's it's kind of wild to think about. So just some of the people that were there um, was Lynn Green, who played young Dorothy, who's been on this podcast before. Mark Sotkin, of course, who also has been on this podcast and will be on very soon after in, in, the, in the coming weeks, we'll be talking about the golden palace with Mark Sotkin. He was the showrunner for the golden girls in the last few seasons. And then of course, for the golden palace as well. Um, there was also Monty Markham, Clayton. Clayton was I, there. I have to tell you, you sent me some photos um, and I recognized Lynn um, and you sent me a photo and I said, who is that gentleman in the third <laughs> photo? And Elliot said, Clayton. And I said, baby brother. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, cause he's older. I, yeah. this is so terrible. I just, I always just assume everybody has and passed. Stayed the same. I just, but I, I, I love that he was there. Did, oh, yeah. did, did you, um, did you talk like was oh, he part of a panel? You know, like talk to him. Tell Not me. only did we talk to him panels, we talked to him backstage, had whole moments. He loved Sadie. I'll get into all of that. I have to tell you other people who were there because it just is still 
sort of mind blowing to me. So uh, Dinah Man, Man, I can't say her name, Manhoff, who played Carol on Empty Nest. She was there talking about guest starring on the Golden Girls. Did you know I didn't? I mean, her mother is Lee Grant, the famous actress, Oscar winning actress, Lee Grant. Dinah is now, of course, a very successful author and she's an acting coach and she does amazing things. But she was there. I did not know that. So sweet. So nice. Also there, Cindy Fee, who sang the theme song. Thank you for being a friend. She not only performed it live, but who did she bring out to close her set? Finally, Aaron. Um, yes, which the crowd, the crowd went wild. I mean, so for anyone listening, oh my this gosh, is, I can't it, believe I missed it. This is finally Aaron. Oh, 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 yeah. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. I mean, it was insane and it was so cute backstage because Aaron, I, I don't think I don't think he was probably prepared for the amount of people freaking out about him. Does he go by Aaron? Yes, he does. He does um, go by Aaron. Okay. Yeah. And it 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 was wild how how crazy the crowd went because Elliot, myself and uh, Daniel Soto, who does another Golden Girls podcast mm-hmm. called Dr. Cheesecake. She, we, we were sort of hosting the opening ceremonies for the thing. And we, we introduced the parade of stars and they all came walking out. I will say the one star that I was not expecting to be there, but I was most, I mean, I was, of course, Lynn Green is like close to my heart, but she's been on this podcast. She's a friend. She's amazing. She's just sort of an energy that you want in the world. Like she's just so sweet. But the one that I wasn't expecting to meet and the one that I wasn't expecting to get along with the best was John Shuck, who played city council candidate Gil Kessler. Gil Kessler? <gasps> and he Gil and Kessler I, was there? He and I bonded so hard. It was so cute. He loved Sadie, of course. But who doesn't? He, but I mean, I just wasn't expecting Gil Kessler to love Sadie. It was wild. Was Gil Kessler eight feet tall? Yes. Yes, he was. Well, he was just as tall as I was in those heels. But yes, he was. And wow, he is, I should say, he's, 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 I just saw him the other day and which is wild. I can't believe I'm saying that. And then also what was crazy about our conversation is, so we talked about it. I think when we did the episode years ago now, um, when we, when we covered that episode, how the language around it, how they handled it was probably nowadays is a very difficult sort of, it just would be problematic today, that storyline, that joke. And he gave me the insight which blew me away that not only was that a topic of discussion on set about how this character was being revealed and that that their trans identity, they didn't have this language really then, but that their identity wasn't the butt of the joke. Right. And that it was done as sort of a legitimate joke. And he even says now he's like, and I, you know, I don't think it ages well, but I'm still proud to have done it. But I acknowledge that things could have been done better. And I just love how he was just the actor cast in this role. To right. do this. Like he wasn't a writer. He wasn't giving any input. He was a guest star. And he had the foresight to sort of have that discussion and be aware of that. And he brought it up. I didn't even bring it, have to bring it up. It was wild. It was, I was so, so impressed by, by John Shook. I have to say he was pretty impressive. It was 
And, and then, of course, we also had Yvonne there, who Yvonne <gasps> is Hillary. Oh, yes, is She's Yvonne, this podcast. is it. Whirly so birds. Hillary will be on the podcast because we had a nice little bonding. She lives here in California, so it's going to be easy. Um, she was fantastic. So many great people. I mean, it was it was. And then, of course, all the fans that were there and all the people who do the other podcast, the So Good You Named It folks were there. They hosted a lot of panels with us. Some great people. There's a great p- picture I posted on the Twitter about um, of people who dressed up as the Henny Penny, you know, the, 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 yes. the characters. It was just it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. OK, so now ask me questions about the weekend because I feel okay. like I so much to share. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I want to go back to the one thing you said about, um, all those golden girls fans in one place, because, you know, you and I, when we would host the live shows at the, um, nerd melt or the, the nerdist show or meltdown comics, you know, that room would hold less than a hundred people, maybe a hundred people. And just having that many golden girls fans in a room and like, you know, I'm sure some people would come to the show who were like, yeah, okay, I'll just, I'll, I'll check this thing out, you know, but, but there was always so much love and support and just like warmth in that room. Um, I can't imagine, and maybe you can kind of articulate this for me when you have fans at a convention, like these are hardcore golden girls fans. These are probably fans who have traveled to get there. What was that energy? Like, was it basically like the energy of our live shows, but just like multiplied? It was. And I think Lynn Green probably put it best. She went in our panel that we were talking about um, sort of the impact of the Golden Girls and what it was like for her to be on the, you know, all the things that she talked about on the podcast, which you guys should go listen to that episode. But we we talked about how the Golden Girls is a connector for people who are sometimes marginalized or outcasts or people who feel different or whatever it is, whatever the case may be. And I talked about my own connection to it. And, and, and she was like that what's so amazing about this weekend is, is that it's emblematic of that sort of thing that people get from the Golden Girls, but it's all contained in this one weekend with all these people here, all different types of people. And it was the diversity at the at the at the at the convention was so interesting because it's you really see what we already knew, but we never could like put into you know words because we never really saw it. Like we never saw the fan base so literally in thousands there. Right. But it was so diverse, every age, shape, size, color, creed, sexuality. I mean, it was just the full spectrum of humanity was there. And it was really beautiful to see because it really showed you maybe with the exception of straight dudes. There probably were fewer straight dudes there than anybody else. But other than that, it really showed you the differences in the fan base and how how interesting it is to see and how we all kind of just come together in a really loving way. And for me, it was really great because, you know, we only have done the live shows, but and, and it's only been really here in Los Angeles. So we've never really been able to see the fan base from afar and to meet fans who you know, are from overseas and who have been listening to us for years and years and talk about us being the first Golden Girls podcast that they, the first Golden Girls podcast and how, you know, they're, they've just, they, they knew, it's so funny. They did, they didn't know what I looked like, but they knew my voice. And whenever mm-hmm. I'd be, and of course as Sadie, I was really loud. And so whenever they would hear my voice, they would know, you know, where to come. And it was, it, I mean, everyone on who listens to the podcast also knows that I have like a lot sometimes social anxiety. And so there was a lot of sort of like people being like, can I take a picture? And like all these, I was Sadie. So of course, take a picture, come on. But it was, it was, it was overwhelming in a 
wonderful way. And at the end of the day, I was very exhausted from the amount of people I met and how many people said so many amazing things about you. And they asked about little Oreo and they, they wondered if Stan maybe could babysit little Oreo while you come out here. Like there was, can so I tell you just real quick, I'm so sorry please, to interrupt at, at, as, as you're talking every ounce, of, because when I, I so wish that I went, I'm really beginning to regret not going. And the only reason I didn't is because when all of this was coming together, you know, little Oreo was so young oh. and, you know, she has a little bit of a medical history and I didn't, I didn't feel like I was ready to leave her yet, which, you know, maybe some other parents out there can kind of empathize with. Um, I'm so glad that you went and you represented out on the lanai in the most fabulous way. Hmm. Um, I, you know, just he, like it, my heart is growing. Yeah. So it's just becoming so full listening to you talk about all of this. And I am, I am, there's a, there's a little, there's, there's some jealousy happening right now in my body <laughs> and regret you were there, that, I, though. that I like the fat, when you said, finally, Aaron, came, like the woman who sang the theme song. And then finally Aaron yeah. came out. Like I would have yeah. lost my mind. That's still my ringtone. That is yeah. still my ringtone all these years later. Mm. I would have lost my mind. I have goosebumps. You said Gil Kessler and I got goosebumps. There's I know. You know what I mean. And I was surprised that I got goosebumps from Gil Kessler because I mean, that episode I think is great, but it isn't particularly striking for me. And it doesn't stand out as one of my favorites, but in meeting with him and talking with him and talking about the process of the episode, it was just like, Gil Kessler, I love you. And the other thing is too, and again, not to get like dark or morbid about this, but you know, there's going to come a time when people who were involved with the Golden Girls will no longer be with us. And all we'll have left are the memories that they've shared with us and, and the episodes themselves, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and it'll be a time capsule at that point. And so the fact that I feel like also with Golden Girls fans, any little bit of anything that you can get your hands on that you can see and experience and feel that's new is so exciting. And if that's seeing a cast member and hearing them talk about what their experience was like on one episode, Mm -hmm. I feel like the fans are just hungry for that sort of thing because the show ended so long ago and because we all watched it for so many years. And so to have something that ended so long ago and to be able to find something new and fresh about it in any capacity is so exhilarating. Yeah, it really is. And just to go back a little bit to what you were saying about, you know, you not being there and why you're not there. It was so in in a lot of my conversations, one of the things that stood out to me was, you know, people relate to either of us for different reasons and people listen to the podcast for different reasons. And sometimes it's for both of us and sometimes it's for one of us and sometimes it's just for the golden girls and whatever it is. And sometimes it's to hate listen, who knows? And it's, and whoever, whatever, whatever reason you're here, what, what struck me through in my conversations with people is that a lot of the work we've put in just by sort of fostering a golden girls community, no matter why you're here or what you like or what you dislike, like, fostering that golden girls community. I really felt that in the conversations. And even with like, you know, one of the, one of the people, one of the, one of the fans coming up to me being like, I just had a baby too, but I live locally. So it was really easy for me to get here. And, you know, I, I know Carrie can't be here. And just the fact that she's like saying these things to me because she knows all of the reasons she knows all the things. Cause they've been listening for so many years 
And I mean, I'm used to people like DMing me random things from an episode four years ago that I have no, I have no recollection of what I said. And yet they're responding to it in real time. And to have those conversations in person was really, really special and nice. And even just coming out of the pandemic and, you know, so many of the fans have never met Sadie. And it was sort of nice to sort of have that experience in a really big way with both old fans and new fans. And it, it was it was really special. I will say there was one intimidating factor of the weekend, one person that was there that I was scared to talk to. Um, and it was Bonnie Bartlett, Barbara Thorndike. I, I, she was there. What? Yes, she was there. Barbara Thorndike was there? I did not engage with her. I could not oh. engage with her. I know. And apparently there's a story. I wasn't here for this panel, but I, I heard someone say that she said that when they did the cast call at the end, it was the only character that came out that the cast, that the audience booed. Um, and no. <laughs> which that's she how should have, she should have thrown some Edgar Allan potatoes. At <laughs> but no, she was, I will say, I mean, she seemed like a lovely woman, like a lovely woman, but I was too intimidated to talk to her. I have to admit. Let me ask you, does she have that sort of same vocal cadence as Barbara Thorndike? Because no. the way that Barbara, she doesn't. Okay. No. Cause the way that Barbara Thorndike would speak was very intimidating to me. No, I mean, we, I will in the green room, we did have some small, I mean, in the green room, I was very much a spectacle because here everyone is just looking normal. Some have golden girl shirts on and stuff, but then I'm standing there in like, you know, massive platform shoes, a sparkly dress and like hair. That's like seven feet tall. So I definitely, when she, her face, when she saw me as she was in a wheelchair and they, 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 they rolled her in and she looked at me and then her eyes were just like, what is happening? Like it was, there was a confusion moment of, why I was in that space, um, but it was fine. It was fine because I probably would have that same reaction if I was Barbara Thorndike. I have to say your outfits were stunning. Oh, Michael. They were, I mean, Michael, and I knew that Michael did them. They yeah. were, I loved your reveal of um, Blanche's rusty anchor dress. Well, let me tell you about that. So we, so the, so just to, and there's video on, uh, either my, was it my Instagram or Adel and I, whatever, follow both. You'll see it. And I, we were talking during the day about how to do it. You know what I mean? Because the dress on top was the wedding dress, obviously. And, and wedding slash funeral dress. A lot of people said both. So I just let people say what they wanted to say, but it was the red dress. That yes. She, which also looked gorgeous. Yeah. And, and underneath it, of course, is the rusty anchor dress from the journey to the center of attention. You know, it was like that dress mm -hmm. or that, that bodysuit. And uh, I had a panel earlier in the day and we were thinking, well, maybe we could just do it twice, whatever. But I was like, no, the reveal has to be like with everyone in a big spot. Like it has to be kind of a moment. Yes. And the only moment I had was in introducing the opening ceremonies and hosting the opening ceremonies. So that's where it happened. And it got the response I wanted it to get, which was wonderful. Guys, I'm so excited to be here that I felt I needed to wear something that identified my love for Blanche in a way that showed you, well, what I would wear to the rusty anchor. One second, hold on. Are you ready? And it was, uh, it was really special because it, only in that space would every single person know exactly what I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. When, like during our live shows, and I know I've said this so many times in the podcast, during our live shows, 
we would do a really fun con response where we would go lesbian and then everyone in the audience would go lesbian and then we would go lesbian and you can't you can't get that anywhere else it's only it's that's not a casual golden girls watcher right there that is like that is a fan yeah you you know what i mean oh gosh i wish i were there i literally my entrance here's what can i just entertain you for a second please here's what would have been my entrance somebody would have introduced me I would have very quickly, I would have been in like a teal blue bodysuit and I would have been holding a tray. I very quickly would come out from backstage and go shrimp and then disappear <laughs> backstage and then come out to thunderous applause. Uh, oh, you know what? Are they going to do it again next year? You think? I'm not sure, but I mean, if they are, we'll be there. I'm definitely going to go. Do you think that they would just, if I ask? <laughs> yes. Yes, they would. One thing I did realize is at the event, Again, again, it solidified all of the work we've put in over the years in in doing this podcast and the live shows and everything oh, we've done. Is it going to be a one-time event? Did I blow it by not going? No, I don't know. Did I miss I mean, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be with no, my people? they have not indicated one way or the other. So I do not, I don't think we should believe that yet. I think we should manifest it and hold out hope, you know, because I mean, if the success of this weekend is any response then I feel like it'll happen again. It was maybe they would do it in Los Angeles. It seemed well, I mean, I think it makes sense for somewhere where everyone can travel to. You know what I mean? It's not six hours away from anyone, really. It's sort of like four hours away from everybody, basically, which is kind of a good thing, I think. Um, but it was, I will say, it was like a, a manifestation of sort of all the work we've put in, and that like, like you do you know, when you walk through the crowd and, you know, I mean, you know, whatever I get, I, there's, I'm not, I'm not recognized I've ever, ever anywhere, nowhere, but in the rare instances that I am recognized, it's always sort of like a strange thing for me. It's always sort of a, a weird thing. And in that space, it was like happening all the time. And it really showed that we put in some good work these past few years and really did something. And it was, yeah. it was, it was really special to see that. And then the other thing that happened over the weekend was, on Saturday night, they had the um, mother of a solid gold dancer party where a costume party where people came dressed as whatever they wanted to. And it was I'll send you a video of sort of like a dance off that happened. But it was a lot of people dressed in a lot of wonderful costumes. And it was at that party that I did not go as Sadie. I went as myself because I figured if I was as Sadie all weekend, I might as well let other people be in drag one for one hour or whatever. <laughs> so what were, it was um... me. So you said some people were dressed up as like the Henny Penny trio. Yes. What yeah. other, like, was there any other like cool costumes or oh, cosplay yeah. at um, that party? There was a great, you remember the episode, of course you do, that Blanche of the Jewels, the, the thief, and mm-hmm. how she has the flower all over her, like on yes. her chest. And there was someone who came, she was came all the way from Australia to for this convention. And <sighs> her costume it. was that outfit. So she had like handprints on her face. Love it, love and it. Because you know new- what? That's not, that's, that's not an obvious, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, that's the only place you're ever going to be able to do that. And for people, for everybody to know who you are and what you are, like one of those like super meta costumes is yeah. at a golden girls convention. Of course. Well done. Yeah. There was another one of uh, the pants that Rose wore to lose weight when she was testing. Oh, product. the vacuum pants. Yeah. The mm-hmm. vacuum pants where it was, it was so vacuumed good. up. I think I posted a picture of that too, but I'll text it to you. Um, and then there was another one where Blanche's boyfriend who was, the baseball player who came over and like the, the blue yes. press and stuff. Some guy mm-hmm. had that on and there were just so many great deep, Mr. Terrific. There are so many great yeah. deep cut costumes that, that 
only we would get. I was going to save this question for our game, but since we're on the topic, if you were going to cosplay as a guest star character on the show, who would you dress up as? Oh, see, that's such a hard thing because I don't necessarily think I'm good at cosplay. Um, I'm good at like wearing an outfit that people recognize, but as me. Um, Pretend you're good at cosplay. Okay, I'll pretend. I can pretend. I'm in pretend world now. My, I would probably wear the pirate outfit Sophia wore as the the restaurant that she worked at. Yeah, I think that Mm -hmm. would be fun. Because that's so meta. You know what I mean? It's so deep. Like, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, again, respect to the Henny Pennies, respect to, you know, the Daisies and Fernandos. But again, like, this is the one place where, like, I, for example, I think I would go dressed as the smoking nun at the mall. Oh, that's good. Because anywhere else in the world i'm just a smoking hot smoking nun yeah but at a golden girls convention i'm the grifter nun yeah who smokes a cigarette at the end of the scene so you know she ain't no real nun oh my god that's so good i'm 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 gonna try to remain positive for the remainder of this podcast episode you and i have not spoken i saw some stuff on social media you and I, I also, the more I'm hearing, the more, and I don't want to put this on you because this is on me to be quite frank, the more depressed I'm getting because ah! I did not attend. And I really, I just want them to have another one like now. And oh. I want to recreate all the magic <laughs> with all the, like, can we just do another one? And, 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 you know, can we get, can we get Sean Sheps? Can we get, can we get Becky number one? Like, come on everybody. <laughs> I know. I was surprised Sean Sheps wasn't there to be honest. Oh, Stan Zimmerman was there too. Stan Zimmerman, who of course has oh, been and I this podcast Stan too. Zimmerman. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, yikes. it was, there was just so many people there. Oh my God. It's yeah. But, but it will, yes, it will happen again. I'm manifesting it. But should we take a break and come back and play some games? Yes, I did. I did prepare some fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, and we're back. Oh, so, um, you, you went down? to, are you a little happier now? Happier? No, to, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm sitting here. My mouth is beginning to get dry. I did I'm, get you something. That's I won't very show you sweet right now, but I did get you something. That's very sweet. I really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm so glad that you went and represented the podcast. I'm not going to dwell on this. I just need to, I just need to accept I the think- fact that I made a decision and I'm going to live with that decision. I think okay. everyone listening should go to the comment section of the Instagram post for this episode and tell Carrie why she is amazing. I, I, you guys don't need to do that. You do. Okay. I'm telling you, you all do. Right. Or I'm so, going to follow all of you. 
Um, okay. So I have some, um, fun, uh, golden con sort of adjacent theory questions for you. One of which we already went over. Um, okay. H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines, in your opinion, if Rose Blanche, Sophia, and Dorothy were going to Comic-Con, either New York or San Diego, who do you think they would cosplay as? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think, I mean, immediately Rose is going to be King Kong because he, I mean, I, that's the first thing that came to mind is, is Rose's King Kong, which that makes sense. I think that um, Dorothy would probably be one of the Beatles because we found out she loves the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sophia. Wait a minute. Is that where the band, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs came from? Oh, sorry. Oh, I have no idea. I don't like music. I don't know. <laughs> Go um, on. But uh, Sophia would, Sophia's a hard one, but I think she'd be either the Pope, John Paul, or Tony Bennett. I think Ooh, I like those. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she would be that. And then in a weird way, I feel like because Dorothy probably wouldn't want to go as anybody like Dorothy would be very much against going as anybody. So Sophia would rope her into going as someone. And if Sophia does go as Tony Bennett, then that means Dorothy has to go as Lady Gaga. I love that. You know what I mean? I love that they're dressed, that they're doing like a mother daughter, yes. you know, like Sunny and Cher. <laughs> That's great. Um, wait, what, what do you think? And then what about Blanche? Oh, well, Blanche, uh, didn't I say Blanche? I feel like Blanche, wait, no, I didn't say Blanche. Did I? No. Um, Blanche would go as, oh, that's hard. Well, uh, I love Blanche in in male drag. I love Blanche. In the episode where she has to dress, they, they go into the, the Bob mm-hmm. Hope episode where they go yeah. into the golfer's locker room and she is the best slash worst drag king in the world. Um, I low-key would want her to do male drag again, but in something that she's interested in, which is like romance novels and like, you know, cheap, tawdry novels. So I would want her to go as Fabio. Ooh, okay. She'd have to, she'd have a really good wig for that. Yeah. Yeah. She'd have to. Mm. Get, but, yeah. And like a, a, an unbuttoned flowy blousy shirt. Oh, she'd be so all about anything unbuttoned and flowy. Yeah, she would. Oh, those are really good. Um, I think Rose would go dressed as Mr. Peanut. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. With the monocle and the top hat and everything. I think Sophia would go dressed as Mama Celeste just to kind of stick it to her. Um, I think Dorothy would go as Madeline Albright and Blanche oh. would go as Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Yeah. I can see the Marilyn Monroe. Madeline Albright, that's a twist, but I like it because there is a difference in height there. And I think that's a good, I think it's sort of like, it's sort of like um, Jillian Anderson right now playing Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm watching that first lady show and it just doesn't work. I mean, she's an incredible actress and her performance is great, but she's just too small. <laughs> she's, I don't believe it. Every time I see her, I'm like, you're too small. You're too small. Yeah, that would be everyone. Dorothy would be like, you're too tall to be Madeline. Yeah. But I'm not wearing shoes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, okay, here's my next uh, question. Um, if B, Betty, Rue, and Estelle had all appeared at a Golden Con back in the 90s, mm. what do you think their fan interactions or appearances would be like? Oh, wow. That's a hard question. Um, oh, in the 90s. Because, I mean, in the that would have been, at the, I feel like, you know, people would have traveled from far and wide just to even get
get to that if they were going to actually be there. I, I think the fan interactions would be insane if there's any indication of the DVD release parties that they had. They had one DVD release party where all the uh, B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, and Betty White all can't got together to like release the DVD, and it was mayhem. It was in New York, and it was mayhem. I remember that people were going crazy for it. Uh, and so if that's any indication, I think it would be insane. And I think there would need to be big security there. And I think the guy from the episode where brother, can you spare a dime? That guy would lead their security mm-hmm. and he would just stand there with his arms over his chest and just be like, can't talk to B. But then he would also need his own security guard because he too is a celebrity. Mm-hmm. In which case. Jenny Lewis would come out and disarm people with her music and make people like not like, who is this woman? And then everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it would be mayhem. I didn't know that they had a DVD release party like that. Oh yeah. Some of the photos of them together, the last few photos of them together, Uh the three of them together are from that release party. Wow. There's also the TV Land Awards thing that they got together for, but I think the DVDs came after that. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes, it would be mayhem. Um, I like to imagine that Betty would have had a different dog on her lap at every panel. Um, None of these would be her dogs. She would just see someone with a cute dog and they would let her pet it. And then they'd just let her, you know, they'd be like, babysit my dog. And then they'd be like, my Betty White gave my dog kisses on stage. (laughs) So I feel like she'd always have a different dog and it would be, or even like an iguana on her shoulder. And you're just like, where'd the Mm. iguana come from? But nobody asks because it's Betty White. She loves animals. Um, I think B. Arthur would sing. Um, I think it would be like, she'd be on a, panel about you know sitcom acting and she'd be like yeah yeah cool 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 i'm just gonna go out on stage barefoot and sing for 90 minutes no questions (laughs) um (laughs) and everybody would let her and they would love her and it would be amazing i think estelle would have taken photos with everyone signed autographs for everyone like she would stay even after a panel a booth closed she would stay longer to make sure she spoke to every single person yeah um and i think rue would go out to the hotel bar with a group of fans afterwards yeah. and she would like buy a round of drinks for them like mm-hmm. sex on the beach of course that's of what course. she would get for everybody and and she would just bask in the in in the adoration and and talk to fans and yeah oh, <laughs> i miss them i miss them I i'm yeah yeah it was it was it was a special weekend and for anyone listening who you know of course most of you listening weren't there and and join the club everybody and 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 it does make me feel bad because i want i would love to have everybody there but you don't feel bad don't ever feel bad but i do think there is a way for everybody to for us to throw our own little golden con on, on social media which if you dear listeners want to share maybe your favorite moments from the golden girls or something special about the golden girls and I think we could have a day of fostering love for the Golden Girls and have our own little Golden Girls con. So tag us on social media, on Twitter or on Instagram or Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram are definitely better. Um, And let us know your favorite golden moments or if you were at the Golden Con, share your photos or if you, you know, whatever your thoughts, just share them and we'll retweet them and repost them and all that jazz. Should we do some golden takeaways yes we should i think that's a wonderful idea 
All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll do some golden takeaways. And we're back. Golden takeaway time, y'all. Golden takeaway is another truth or inspiration that you can apply to your lives or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, I have a feeling I know what your golden takeaway is this episode, but what's your golden takeaway? I think everybody knows what my golden takeaway <laughs> is. I don't think I need to say it again. I think your golden takeaway is you need to go look at that baby. Not right now because she's asleep and you really don't want to wake her up because you need your own rest. But you need to take a look at your baby on your monitor and be like, you're a perfect reason for me not going to the golden con. I love you, little Oreo. But pet the monitor, not the actual baby. So the baby stays asleep. That's good advice. Can I tell you, she um, in not intent. No. I shouldn't say intentionally hugged. She hugged me on command today. Oh, that's so sweet. I asked her, I said, little Oreo, can little Oreo give mama a hug? And then she did it. And I went, (gasps) and then I went, little Oreo, can you give mama a hug? And we turned it into a game. And then I gave her to Stan and I said, Stan, tell little Oreo you want her to give you a hug and then he did it and she gave him a hug and we oh, we got it we recorded it on our cameras um so, sweet. so that it. happened today first hug on command i mean that's worth sweet. it that's worth it totally that that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful golden takeaway i will oh. though i i i do vow too that if <laughs> if another con happens yes i do vow too that I will attend. We will go. It will be fantastic. We will be the bell of the ball. It will be wonderful. Michael will make you a beautiful outfit to wear so that we can come out and do something insane and wonderful. I would love that. What is your golden takeaway for this wonderful episode? My golden takeaway from uh, this episode and this weekend at Golden Con, I will say, is that um, I love this Golden Girls community and I love I'm kind of now I'm I'm so glad that we're back doing episodes with the Golden Palace. And I'm so excited to talk with Mark Sotkin in a few episodes and, and really talk about the Golden Palace and and have other fun episodes that might not be us recapping the Golden Palace, but other weird things that we want to talk about within the Golden Girls world. And I just love that we're continuing this sort of GG love and this GG community. And I'm just really grateful for it. And this weekend kind of solidified all of that for me. That's a beautiful takeaway. I'll take that takeaway. And thank you all for listening. Those who are at Golden Con, those who were not at Golden Con, um, you're all so special. And we thank you so much. And be sure to tune in next week when we do watch Runaways. Oh, God, I love it. Guys, you can listen to us on Hoo Ha It's the network we're on, and they're fantastic, and you should download all their apps and follow them on the socials. You can also follow us at Twitter on Golden Girls Pod, Instagram at Out on the Lanai Official, and on Facebook at Golden Girls Pod. And I am H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. And I'm Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you have a moment and you want to show us a little love, you can rate and review the podcast uh, wherever you get this podcast, because the more ratings, the more reviews, the more love, the more stars, the more comments we get, just the more it elevates the podcast and other Golden Girls fans are able to find it. And we can just continue to grow this kick-ass community of GG 
Mega fans. Mega fans. Oh, and as always, remember, stay, stay golden. You would say the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say thank you for being a friend. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, you would say the biggest gift would be from me. And